Welcome to A Spoonful of Podcast, where we dive into the magic of Disney destinations, searching for a great big beautiful tomorrow. Broadcasting from the backside of water. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 136 of A Spoonful of Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Dickens, here with my co-host in crime, Mr. Brian Galloway. Brian, how are you doing, sir? What's up, Evan? Hey, Spoonies, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. Um, it's, uh, it's a great time of year. I'm happy. We're getting better. And I know we talked about The Mandalorian last week, and I'm still, still loving that. So it's I well, got I got I have an after effect now. I have a um, I'm going to miss it because it's not going to you know the next episode is not going to be for a long time. But I I'm still uh, I'm in withdrawal right now. So Brian, you know, telling you this for the first time, you inspired me. So I'm halfway through season two of The Bad Batch. There you go. So I'm almost go. done with it, and then we can talk about it. Yeah, it's actually definitely. really good. I have some pluses and minuses of that but that's not what we're here to talk about better. today no it does get better let me tell and you it's one good thing. It does get, but, gets better and better and better so it's just good it's a good show it's a good show anyways more to come on that later but i just returned and pardon my voice for the climate change from the tennessee great smoky mountains back to georgia and i'm feeling it however i just returned from dollywood so i thought it would be good for us to do a little comparison episode like we did after my universal trip now of course There's never going to be something that you can just compare right to Disney. And in a sense, it's always going to be apples to oranges and not apples to apples. However, I did make some notes while we were there, and I have an overall winner at the end of this. I'm breaking this up by categories. And there are some things, Brian, that Dollywood, I think, does better than Disney does. But there's things that Disney definitely does better than Dollywood does. So I just kind of wanted to talk about it. I'll explain, you know our trip and the length of time and what we did just to start it off and compare that to a Disney trip. So any thoughts you have going into this, Brian, you said this is a Dollywood's a place you've wanted to visit before for sure. No, I have not been there. I have not been there for, but yeah, there's, there's definitely something I wanted to, to say. Um, but it, it's, it's a, you know what it is? It's it, the way the United States is right now and, and families, they, we, we have to find alternatives sometimes because, you know, Disney, some of these places are pricing themselves out of, of, yep. of our budget in a lot of ways. And like for like for me, you know, I okay, got two kids in college. Can we can we afford to do this all the time? No, we can't. And and hopefully they'll be out of college soon. But um <clears throat> there's one other thing too I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah, we got some. I found some uh, Dolly uh, sound bites there for us today. But I, oh, that's that is, wonderful. That is that was a great movie. And Dolly, yeah, so Dolly is. A, I'm a big Dolly fan. So that, that I'm. I we'll talk about something later on. But I did. I did actually have the chance to meet her at one time. But we'll talk about that later. Oh yeah, you got to mention that later. Yeah. So Dolly is just. Um, how can you not like Dolly, right? So essentially, Emily and I just went. Just her and I. So we did not have Ezra on this trip, and we did talk about that. The, the differences of going without 
a kid on this trip to Dollywood. And if we would have had him, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but we checked in essentially Thursday and checked out Sunday. So it was a small trip, but I think it was plenty of time to tackle Dollywood. We did stay at the only Dollywood branded resort for now, and that's Dolly's Dream More Resort. A very, very nice resort. I mean, we're going to talk about that in a second, but they are building another resort that is supposed to open in the fall of this year called um, Heart Song, I believe. And it's also going to be very nice. Two different looks, but both very nice hotels. And we had two days at Dollywood Theme Park, Friday and Saturday. So let's talk about this. I have this broke up in a different category, so I guess I can just pick one. Well, can I? Can I? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah go ahead. Just to start. So, what do you? Uh, let's talk about this. Check in, parking. Are you? Are you going to go into that whole thing? Like uh, compare yep, yep. them. So compare, go ahead, go let's ahead. let's go ahead and start there since I mentioned it. So let's start with accommodations. So, you know, arriving at the resort. Okay, there's not a guard shack, which is surprising. It did surprise me, but arriving there, the grounds are beautiful. The entrance is nice. You pull in. Parking is fine. You're right up against the the resort, and there's a, a north and a south parking lot, but it's all one big kind of parking lot in a way. Uh, you know, checking in time, I think check-in was at 4, check-out's 11, and I'm just going to tell you all, th- this, this Dream More Resort compares very much so to a deluxe Disney resort. Wow. That's great. Um, I think that in all ways, so I was obviously in, in, you know, the, uh, the bell hops, whatever you want to call it, they do offer complimentary luggage service up to your room. Of course you can tip them and stuff like that. But I was looking very confused when I arrived because I'd never been there before. I never, I've been to Dollywood several times, but never been to the dream world resort. So I didn't know where to go. And so I looked up at the building and there was a guy that was waving at me. And he was super nice. Um, I did not get his name, but it was a guy that was waving at me and he told me to come on and pull up. And he said, you look like you haven't been here before. And I said, no, sir, you know, I've been to Dollywood and never been to the resort. And he said, well, let me walk you through the whole process. And so then he explained, he said, valet parking is $25 a day. If you would like for us to park your car for you. However, uh, parking is complimentary, included with your stay. If you want to park yourself uh, and then we offer luggage service. So if you want to go in and check in, we'll go ahead and load your bags up. You bring the ticket that the uh, front desk host gives to you, bring it back to us, and we'll take it right up to your room for you. So I said, okay. So Emily kind of helped him get the luggage on the cart, and I went in and checked in. The check-in process was so quick. Um, you just, I just walked up, told her my room number, and she give, she gives us, uh, you know, a couple how many room keys you want. So they do have the little plastic card room keys, and. She does give you your complimentary time saver pass. So that is like the Genie Plus or Fast Pass. Uh, it is paid if you are not staying at Dream More. If you stay at Dream More, it comes complimentary That's to your stay. Cool. That's pretty cool. Um, and it's uh, it, they give you a little paper card. And to get on the trolley, which is the, the trolley takes you, it's kind of like Disney. It runs every 15 to 20 minutes is how often the trolleys run from the resort to the park, which is essentially kind of caught across like two streets kind of. So it's not like you're staring at it. You can see Dolly's uh, splash country, which is her water park from our room. We were able to see it. And I'll post some pictures in the group so that you spoonies can see just comparison of what our room view looked like. We had a great view of the smoky mountains and of Dolly's uh, water park. 
but the trolley runs back and forth and to get on that trolley, which this makes sense, you know, there's no guard shack. So anybody could essentially pull up, park and get on the trolley, but you can't because you have to show the trolley driver your little time saver card that the resort gives you in order to get on and off the trolley at the park and at the resort. So arrival was great. Our room was already ready. We got there about 3.20, so about 40 minutes before check-in. We were on the fifth floor, and again, a great view. Uh, it was just a standard two-queen room. It was on the corner, though, so I think this is sometimes how it happens at Disney. You, the, those corner rooms have a little bit more of space. You know, you kind of have an extended hallway oh, yeah. okay. leading into your room. So that was kind of our situation, which was nice to have that little extra space. And again, great views and great service. So um, a couple of things about the resort that I think they have right, which is dining options. So they have a, a sort of a quick service option. This is where I think Disney definitely wins is the quick service option. You know, Disney's quick services are typically pretty extensive and expansive, especially in the value resorts. You know, there's different stations, there's plenty of seating. And to Emily's point, it's, it's much more kid friendly at Disney. If you have a kid there, um, Dollywood is essentially like a grab and go in a way. Um, they have seating out in front of that little grab and go, but you know there's sandwiches and drinks and a, and a freestyle machine and it has a bakery and they do have Starbucks. They serve Starbucks coffee, so they'll do frappuccinos, all that kind of stuff there. But there's only maybe a couple tables in that actual grab and go quick service little thing is what I want to call it. Uh, it's kind of like a walkthrough. But the, most of the tables are outside of it. But the dining options are definitely not that much at the quick service. They do have a really excellent um, sit-down restaurant that we did go to. Uh, and that is called, um, oh my gosh, why is it? Oh, it's Song and Hearth. There's a lot of songs and hearths and heart at Dollywood. So you have to remember that. Song and Hearth. And it's essentially a Southern style buffet. Very good food. Excellent service. The place is beautiful. I will definitely show pictures. It it compares right along with any very nice deluxe dining experience. I would like to compare the uh, inside to a little bit of, I would say, and this is, this is a good description, Grand Floridian mixed with Wilderness Lodge. So there's definitely yeah, some some lodging kind of feels to it. It has that home kind of rustic feel, but it also has that elegant side too. And some of the the work and stuff like that. It's very much um, some aspects of like Chip and Go- Joanna Gaines, that farmhouse kind of feel mixed with elegant styles too. So I think it meets you know good for different crowds. The pool is beautiful. It has a zero entry, has a splash pad. Um, it has a green space out next to the pools, almost like hub grass, artificial grass that you can, you know, sit on. They do s'mores at night. Sometimes they'll do family movie nights, just like Disney will do at resorts. Um, they'll project them outside. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very much like a deluxe resort. Yeah. So it's like, uh, kind of, kind of reminds me of the Grand Californian, um, a little bit to me, a little bit. I've been looking at that. I'm looking at some pictures to this. Yeah. Um. Song and Hearth. It looks. It looks really cool. It looks. It looks really nice. Oh, so they they have a spa too. Did you hit, did you hit the they spa? They do have. They do have a spa. We did not hit the spa, but they do have it. As you can tell, it would be kind of like Grand Californian or like that, but it has. It's much more whites than the dark tones. You know, you can see yeah. like the outside of the resort is white. Um, the inside is 
is that white mixed with stone and wood and it just and it just flows together well yeah they have gym they have indoor pool as well they have yeah because it gets cold up there obviously so they want to offer the um they want to offer their the pool to, to any kind of the weather as well i want to tell you something else we learned too and that is and i have pictures so i'll show you and it's on the the dream or website brian if you're looking at it but this is dolly's tour bus yes i see that you can go on so you can actually stay in dolly's last tour bus so it's actually on property at Dreamore. you can stay in it and it sleeps quote unquote too comfortably and you also, when you book this experience, you get the tour bus itself, which has a slide out, it has its own access. You get VIP treatment at the resort and you get VIP treatment at the park. You also get a room in Dreamore itself that sleeps four. So the tour bus sleeps two, the room will sleep four. You have your own personal chef <laughs> that will cook you whatever you want to. Okay. And for two nights, it is a mere $10,000. But you do get access to everything. You get your all your meals. You get you know Dolly's tour bus. I mean, so it's definitely a an experience. It's kind of like a one time experience to do, especially for those big time Dolly fans or people who really like the park. So I thought that was pretty cool. That it's definitely there. Cool. You can go walk. I mean, you can't really walk around the tour bus because people could be staying there. It's kind of gated, but beside the pool, you can definitely take pictures of it. Though you can see it pretty clearly you know, to take pictures of it. So people could definitely tell you're the people that stay in at the, at the tour bus. If you know, you walk outside and you're just sitting there drinking coffee and waving everybody as they go by. But anyways, long story short, the resort is beautiful. It has a really nice fountain out front. You know, it's just, it's very welcoming, very warm. They, they have live music that plays in the lobby a good bit, whether it's um kind of like, it could be a banjo player. They had a violin a player they had a a couple ladies that were singing that were really good and they're interacting with the kids uh the F- dollywood flower and food festival was happening at dollywood so every day from four to six they had the drink of the day the drink of the i guess the festival of the day in the lobby so like one day it was lavender lemonade it was really good they were giving it out complimentary and they're wanting you to try it so you can maybe buy the actual beverage at the Dollywood Park, right? So just very welcoming, very guest-centered. I mean, everyone from housekeeping to to our waitress at Song and Hearth to the quick service to the front desk host, they have also have a concierge ticket center there. Everyone was so nice, very friendly, above and beyond. I had we actually had no issues. And this is something that I want to say that Disney and Dollywood tie with. And that's really hard to say because of how amazing Disney's cast members are. But I will tell you that there is a, a tie between Dollywood a cast or whatever they, you know, and they're not employees. A lot of times they call them host or um, I don't know, whatever else they call them. I've heard host a lot and Disney cast members. They are both very nice, very welcoming they go out of their way to ensure that you're having a good time. Now, do they bring magic? No. That's where Disney wins, right? The cast members bring magic there. Either that's from pixie dusting or magical moments or experiences. It's just Dollywood also understands customer service like Disney understands customer service. And I think that is a very clear connection. So without going too long, I think that's good for the resort. Any questions you have, Brian, about the resort? No, I, I'm 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 very anxious to hear about some more about this because I I knew I heard that the that the service was fabulous. I heard that it's a 
you know, they, they, it's just, they have a challenge. They have, they, they have to keep up with the Joneses. And, um, I know she's a stickler to that, you know, and one thing about Dolly and, and you don't, you know, we can compare Walt to Dolly and, um, you know, there, you know, Walt was just, you know, amazingly intelligent person who was, you know, for his time, you know, he was, he was, he was a mind bender. He, he was a guy who was so way, way ahead of his time, the way his thought, his thoughts and, and his intelligence, um, but she's an amazing business person and she really cares. And she also cares about the people very much. So I, I actually like that about her and, and that's a good thing. And I hear that's how she runs her park. So I think that's and, pretty cool. You know, that's a, that's a good, I'm sure you could really do a big deep dive analysis into the, the similarities between Dolly and Walt, because another is that they both had to pioneer their own ways in their field. I mean, you know, Walt struggled a lot to get, Disney to where it is, right? To get his brand out there, the struggles with Mickey, the struggles with everything. Dolly really struggled too. They, um, a lot of, they didn't give her the publicity that she felt like she deserved. She would sing with other people. She decided to go out on her own. And it was a struggle for her to go from that small town right next to Pigeon Forge is Sevierville. That's where she grew up with Sevierville in a little cabin. You can actually tour Dolly's home in Dollywood. They've recreated it in a small cabin and you could kind of see how her house was set up. Very small, very poor family, very rags to riches story, just like um, Walt's story is. So there's a lot of that, you know, kind of business, um, very type A personality. I'm going to make it. I'm going to get through my struggles. I'm going to come out on the other side for both of them. So I think that reflects themselves in their parks and you don't see that in a lot of other parks that are just theme parks. They have rides and that's it, you know? Exactly. And I think that's the whole thing is that she, her, she is a person and you know, and it's hard to compare her with Walt because they're just very different on the way they approach yeah, things. For sure. There's two very, very, very big differences, but that's, a, but that's, uh, he's, he is, he was a person who was way ahead of his time he was, I guess, Steve Jobs or a, a a Elon Musk of his era, and she is the business expert. And she is like, I, I think what's amazing with her and her empire is that people don't realize. They see this country singer who, who's a bubbly actress and country singer, but you know what? She is an amazing business person, and and that, yeah, she's smart. She knows her stuff and she plans things. I've seen some stuff on her. I've you know I've read a little bit, but I've also seen a couple documentaries on her. She's amazing. So this is a uh, I'm I really want to go there. Like I said, I'm, I'm anxious to hear more. So I'm glad the service was great because I had a feeling it was going to be. Yeah, and, and a lot of things are the the clientele is just different than you see at a lot of theme parks. As in the workers go, you know, a lot of these are. I mean, of all different cultures, but a lot of them are retired or, or older. Um, and they're just, you know, when you have an older workforce, uh, they just are, you know, they're there because they want to be there and they're there and they're, they're wiser. Right. So you see a lot of that's reflected in the hospitality aspect. They're very welcoming. They're very warm. They want to greet you. They want to, you know, again, they're there because a lot of them maybe want to be there. And so that's just kind of that feeling I got was very warm and welcoming. And, you know, they just, you know, not everybody's like this, but several of the workers were just, some of them were a little older and they were like, Hey, let me tell you about this. This was one guy at the time saver booth when you get to the park. And he said, let me tell you about the show that you have to see. Now we didn't make it to the show, but he, he explained it. And the, talked about the show, the movie, uh, music from the 50s and the 60s on stage, live. These performers give it their all. I mean, he's just going at it. And 
he was so sweet and just warming and welcoming. And so that was reflected in a lot of the workers there and the conversations that we had. So let's talk about the park. That was accommodations and want to go into some of the park stuff. So let's talk about rides. I'm going to talk about rides, food, crowds, shows. Let's talk about all that stuff. So rides, um, Dollywood, could you do everything in Dollywood in a day? Probably so, but it would be difficult. Two days is absolutely plenty to get done everything you would want to get done. There's different sections of Dollywood. Uh, there's not a sort of different themed areas. There's like a fairgrounds area that has a lot of the fair rides, like the scrambler and the swings and stuff. That's definitely the area that's meant for kids. They do have, I would say, about 10 larger attractions, whether that's roller coasters or that type. A couple of their attractions are very, remind me of, Disney, you know, attractions. They have a story or a theme to them. I th- I'm thinking about Mystery Mine. Uh, you're going through this mine on this roller coaster thing, but there's there's animatronics. There's you know a screen that the, that shows you it. There's a, a cool part about the ride that it's just more than just a coaster itself. I think the only ride there that's just a coaster and nothing cool or different about it's the Wild Eagle, which is really it's a good coaster, but it's very much Bush Gardens kind of feel on a couple of the rides and less Disney feel. But I think that you could on Friday, the crowds were very low um, because it was, it rained on and off, but not a lot at one time. So it kept the crowds away. Saturday was beautiful, but it was absolutely packed out. Okay. And this is, let me go ahead and mention crowds. The problem with Dollywood is when they are packed, and on Saturday they were actually packed, Brian, they had their entire parking lot filled. We heard that a, a trolley driver told another person that they dropped a hundred charter buses of of people, dropped wow. people off there that wow. day. And there was parking into the water parks parking lot. Okay, so that's how crowded the park was. So this is where they don't have it right. You know, the park reservation system, people talk about it and complain about it. If Dollywood had something like this, I'm sure this wouldn't have happened. There's probably no way there. They may count how many people come in the park and they may, of course, drop it off at capacity like Disney used to. But you can't really control it without some sort of reservation system or at least know, you know, start to try to taper off people trying to make reservations or not that want to come to the park. Okay, that's a that's an issue because you definitely felt it. And because of this, on the really busy days at Dollywood, it feels so cramped and packed. So we left a little early on Saturday because we had Friday and Saturday there and we'd already done everything we wanted to. But Disney's built for crowds. I mean, that's just all I know to say it. I mean, the sidewalks are wider at Disney. There's more passageways. The park is bigger itself. Dollywood feels more homey and it's it's because it's smaller. You know, it's I don't even know if it's it may be comparable in size to like a Hollywood Studios, possibly. Maybe. Yeah, yeah okay. that, that's probably a good size. And the, but the sidewalks are, you know, smaller. They're that more quaint feel. So you do feel that crowd pressure a lot more than you would at a Disney park, because I don't think it's built that way. So that was about crowds. But it, then again, it was still. It was still good, and you could still get stuff done. You know, well, how about your? So you got your ticket to get on to get to to save time. So how'd that work? Yeah. So a downside about time saver is that there is no, you know, genie. You can book it. Fast pass used to be able to book it. Even the paper fast pass systems, you could book it in a way, right? So you could. 
it's so with time saver if everyone wants to go if everyone in the entire park wants to go ride the wild eagle at one time they could do that um that had a time saver you know there's not oh, essentially okay, okay, a okay, booking okay. kind of thing so if you have your lanyard or your wristband that's a time saver lanyard or wristband you can go to whatever ride you want to at any time no matter how many people are there and because of that even on a crowded day there's still, I mean, up to, you know, 15 to 30 minute waits sometimes at some of the longer rides where, okay, if the actual ride itself is 60 to 80 minutes. So yes, you're saving time. It goes by its name, Time Saver, but you're not getting on attractions as quick as you do with like Genie Plus or Fast Pass because there's a lot of time slots and a lot of quantities of people that are allowed to get on Disney attractions through the Lightning Lane. So that aspect is is kind of left some to be desired. So all in all, I would say that on really busy days, if you want to get more done and say, say both of our days were like that Saturday, we would definitely use it for both days. Right. right. But if one day is less in crowds, you're probably like Friday, we would have wasted our money if we would have paid for it. Okay. Um, just, we were able to get on everything. There was nobody in the time server line. I mean that the most on that Friday, the wait for any ride was 10 to 15 minutes. And that was without the time server line. So on Saturday, it was 80 minutes, 90 minutes on some of those rides. So you just never really know. Um, let's see what else to talk about. Uh, I did make a note about rides overall. Okay. So attractions for small kids, I would say that Dollywood ties very closely with Magic Kingdom. I think that Dollywood is great. This is what I mentioned earlier, talking about Ezra. If we would have had Ezra there and we would maybe like to take him back, if not this year, then soon, then, you know, Ezra would have had ton of stuff to do. In the fair section, there's a new section called Wildwood Grove that actually, if you're walking through Wildwood Grove, you hear music and it's Dolly and she's singing a song that she wrote and is called Wildwood Grove. She's talking about the rides and stuff in her song. It's very cool. So you can go up and look up the song by Dolly Parton called Wildwood Grove, and it's playing in Wildwood Grove. So there's a, a couple of coasters back there, and there's a new one that opens up, I think, on May 12th called the Big Bear Mountain Coaster. So it's going to be cool, too. But overall, as far as kids stuff goes, I think it pairs very closely with Magic Kingdom. There would be a ton of stuff for Ezra to do or for toddlers and your family to do. There would be a ton of stuff for them to do. And the other note I was going to make about Time Saver, quickly about the price, you know, Genie Plus does vary on different days. It can be upwards to $25 to even $30. I've seen it, you know, recently. But the pricing for Genie Plus, if you're staying at Dreamore, I did say that it's included. And you do get entry to five attractions, okay, with the Time Saver. It's $60 if you don't stay at Dreamore. So if you want to buy it at $60 for five, or you can spend $80 and get unlimited rides as much as you want. Okay. okay. So more than Disney, definitely less than universal. You know, I said it was $500 when I priced it that day for Emily not to do it. So it's $80 a piece for person. However, if you stay at dream more, it was only $20 extra a person to upgrade to unlimited. So that was like a no brainer for us. Right. So we, we didn't do it on that Friday because crowds are so small. So we just used our free ones, but on Saturday we did pay the $20 extra per person and upgraded to the unlimited. And we probably went on about eight or nine passes through the time saver. So we went a little above the five, but you could essentially stay there, you know, until closing 
quickly to mention as well, uh, hours. So on the two days we were there on Friday, Dollywood opened at 10 and closed at seven. Saturday opened at 10, closed at eight. So seven, you didn't, eight. That's crazy. Yeah. Yep. 10 to seven and 10 to eight. So you, in the mornings, you didn't feel that rush and that kind of, you know, got to get up before seven and make yeah. my blah, 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 do all that kind of stuff. You know, we got up at eight, eight fifteen. you know, then kind of just ate breakfast and, you know, we got on the trolley about nine fifteen. We scooted right over there and we were in the park. You know, they, they let you kind of like Disney does in the park, common areas, before the park itself actually opens. Wait, but you were you got up at eight fifteen and you were on the trolley by nine something and you ate breakfast? Yeah, yeah. We we, we were booking it, man. Okay, that's crazy. Okay. But but the good thing is like it, it's not a, a lot in the morning, you know, just getting up, you're walking downstairs, getting on the trolley and it takes you a couple streets over. So it's not like it's a you know, twenty minute ride to yeah, really. from Animal cool. Kingdom to Magic Kingdom. Yeah, you know, so it's just it's all relative in that kind of way. But I did like the hours aspect. So we just felt as if you could rest more. And then like on that Friday, they closed at seven. So we def- we left probably about 530. You know, if you if someone at Disney said, you left at 530, man, the park didn't close till 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock. What are you doing leaving at 530? Well, it closed at seven. We left at 530. We went and ate dinner. You know, it was like we just it was just more relaxing. Right. Kind of not having yeah. to rush to stuff. So I talked about rides a little bit. I want to kind of go through these a little bit quickly. I have several. So let's talk about food really quick. I think overall, between sit down and quick service, I think Dollywood would win if you combine them together. However, with Disney, sit down definitely wins over Dollywood. But with quick service, Dollywood wins for sure. The quality of food at Dollywood is excellent. So there was the festival um, the food and I'm getting this all backwards. The flower and food festival. Sorry. Okay. It was going on at Dollywood at this time and they were doing different food booths like they do at Epcot's flower and garden or, or food and wine. Right. And you could buy like a pass, like even you can at Disney and you can get like five items for your pass that you buy, or you can just go up to different booths and spend money at each time. And these were high quality booths that they had, different items and just the regular quick service restaurants or sit down restaurants, very good food. So if you're raised in the South and you like Southern food, they have plenty of choices for you. They also have great pizza, barbecue. They have several barbecue kind of joints, whether that's quick service or sit down restaurants. Um, Some of that in the fair food in the fair section. Right. But they just, I I think so. here's one thing I think I'll give them a big positive over Disney, because Disney doesn't get it sometimes. They have crinkle cut fries. I, I, I see that at Dollywood. Yeah, which is like, they, why don't they? I, it just kills me that they don't have them at uh, at Disney. I don't understand. There's, I don't understand why people don't realize that crinkle cut fries are the way to go. But they also have pork rinds as a snack. I was like, I was like, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. I, I just, so. At um one of the places we ate, which is a sit down, but it was it's it's kind of a sit down quick service mix. And what I mean by that is you, there's not a lot of menu choices and you get your food pretty quick, although you do have a waitress or a waiter. But it was called Grandma Ogle's Ham and Beans. So Emily got the chicken pot pie, came with two biscuits, and I got the ham and beans plate, which was ham, turnip greens, pinto beans, and cornbread. And as an appetizer, you could get pork rinds with pimento cheese. As a which they had that they served that as a uh, I, think, I don't know if it was a flower and garden 
item or if it was a food and wine item. Or you could get a um, spicy corn dip, which was like a a fried corn kind of dip with tortillas that you could get there. So they just have different, they do have different options, but it's kind of a different spin on some Southern food. And it's just, it's good, man. I mean, I've not, I didn't have a bad meal there. I don't think I've ever had a bad meal, even at Red's, I don't know if it's called Red's Diner or Red's Drive-In. It's just the, the one of the burger places there with burgers and fries. Pretty good. No, they, um, I saw they had kettle corn. I, I see granny, they have kettle granny corn, Ogles, yep. ham and beans. Um, kettle corn, a lot of cinnamon bread. Cinnamon bread is good awesome, stuff. man. That's good that's stuff. one of Dollywood staples is, is cinnamon bread. So, yeah, excellent desserts, excellent food options. So I would say overall, if you, if you want to get a snapshot of, of Walt Disney Parks or Dollywood Park, I think park food in general overall Dollywood would win for quality because you can have some pretty not so great meals at Disney, you know, on a quick service. Well, yeah, sometimes. yeah, you haven't been to Disneyland yet because I think Disneyland, like we've, we've said, is, yeah. we've said to you many times, like there's Disneyland. The food quality is just even like on the the the, the uh, quick service stuff, way better. But I'm looking at this stuff here, and again, pictures don't always do justice, but. I love the the variety they have here. This is But Brian, you brought up a great point. So, you know, you say that Disneyland, you know, a lot of what drives that food quality is the local food scene there, yes, right? Yes. Yes. And that's the same thing. It's a great point that you made. It's the same thing for Dollywood. Pigeon Forge has restaurants abound. And so Dollywood knows, just like Disneyland knows, that people can easily leave their park, drive five minutes into the heart of Pigeon Forge and eat at any amazing restaurant that's in Pigeon Forge, whether that's mostly, you know, Southern cooking kind of themed, but there's right. other restaurants that are just really well known in Pigeon Forge and they know that. So they have to step it up so that people want to eat in their park. So, so after that's a great seven, point. O'clock, so seven o'clock, eight o'clock, they close. What's there to do then? Oh, uh, well, I mean, there's a ton of stuff in Pigeon Forge to do. There's no, different well, shows. I mean, but, but in Dollywood. No, there's nothing to do in Dollywood. So they closed Dollywood. You can go back to Dreammore. Now, if you're staying at Dreammore, if you're not staying at Dreammore, then you go back to your place or go find something to do. But Dollywood itself, Dollywood's closed at seven or eight. You go back to Dreammore. Now, they may have some live music at the resort. They may be doing s'mores that night or a movie. Of course, the pool's still open. Um, I think the restaurant's open a little later. They do have a lounge at the Song and Hearth restaurant that you can just go to, like with a bar and stuff there they they did have when we went back one night they did have a live performer downstairs that had speakers hooked up and he was just an acoustic playing so oh they do have like checkers sitting out for kids to play like board games and stuff like that so it's a very like lodgy type feel but brian other than that you're right there's nothing else to to really do so it kind of does encourage you to rest and that that's how we felt with it we definitely were more relaxed this trip and had more downtime than at Disney where you feel like you're getting up super early and getting back super late. And you don't have a lot of time to rest unless you plan for a rest day. Right. Well, so they, don't, they have, don't they have like dinner shows and stuff there. Um, they I'm do in Pigeon Forge. Okay. Yep. Yeah, not in Dollywood itself, but you, you got to realize Dollywood is in Pigeon Forge. Pigeon Forge is the whole area kind of around Dollywood. Dollywood's on a back road kind of by itself. It's, it's about five or six minutes away from everything else. But when you, a, a very quick drive, you can go to, you know, Pirate Adventure, Dolly Stampede. You can go to the Hatfield and McCoy's dinner show. You can go to the Comedy Barn and watch a show. There's probably seven or eight putt-putt courses, golf carts. There's those mountain coasters. There's probably four or five of those. 
you drive 20 minutes here in Gatlinburg and there's just double, you know, you got the Ripley's aquarium, you have more shops. There's a ton of shops in Pigeon Forge too. So, you know, it reminds me very much of an Orlando and the fact of that you won't run out of things to do. You know, it's a, it's, it's, Stuff abounds of things to do in Pigeon Forge. You won't get bored for sure. Okay. Yeah, so, that's, that's interesting. And, and so people, you drove, but with people flying in, where they fly into? Oh, that's a good question. Probably Knoxville, okay. I would say. Maybe 30 minutes from Knoxville. Okay, that's Something cool. like that, 2030. So I don't, yeah, there's not like a local airport like there is in Orlando. So that is a downside. You are driving into, into town, but there's a lot to, to do and see. And, you know, like your point, Brian, at Orlando, a lot of times people don't rent cars, right? They don't have cars. I think for you to go to Pigeon Forge or Dollywood, you're probably going to have to rent a car. You know, you don't want to pay that Uber bill to your resort from whatever airport that would be closest to where you would fly into. So that is an extra expense and something to consider about going there. However, it is better located being in Tennessee versus all the way in Florida. So, no matter where you're coming from, it still can be long. You know, it's not centrally in the middle of the United States, but it's a more of a central location than Florida is, right? So that can cut off some time for driving for some folks. That's interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, I, this is, you know, it's funny. I'm just, just listening to, but I've also, I, I have a friend who goes all the time um, and I, I've wanted to go. So it's just, I, I have not done it yet. And um, maybe, maybe we'll, we will go one of these days. Um, so I can tell you, so here's a, here's a good story. So this is, uh, I was at a, a technical conference in Nashville one time and we were staying at this amazing hotel and um, I forget, actually I forget the name. It's the biggest hotel they have there, whatever in Nashville. And they had a, it had a, it was so big that they had a barge. They had a water system in the hotel to get you around the hotel there was like a, there was like a river in the hotel it was so big. is it like the gaylord is that what that's it the gaylord yes. okay yeah gaylord. okay that sounded I mean, familiar amazing it took forever to, to, to get around that hotel and they also had a um they had a bunch of shows and and so dolly well, dolly must have been appearing or doing something there so I, I i we didn't know that but we so my friend and i was working my work colleague and i were we were there and we we actually got on the elevator and we saw this guy Dean Leffingwell, who was like a really, really important person in agile technology. If that's if you if you know that, otherwise you would have no idea who this guy was. Right? <laughs> so you'd have no idea. So we knew where. So he was. We get on the elevator and he's next to us. And we're like, oh my god, you know, Dean Leffingwell's here, and you know, just like whispering amongst ourselves. And then we get on this another floor, and all of a sudden, boop, there opens up, and who walks in? Um, Dolly and I don't know two people that work for her. And she walks in the elevator with us. So, so we're like, oh my goodness. And then Dean Leffingwell looks at us and, 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 uh, and, and we all like, we're like, oh my God, Dolly, you know, then she gets off and then we, we just go on our way. We didn't really talk to her. We just, we just said hello. And that's it. She did. She was just, you know, nice and she was quiet, but she was, she seemed pretty sweet and she gets off and then she gets to go on her way. So the funny thing was, I've seen him at like three or four other conferences. Now, again, he's, he's a pretty big guy in technology. If you know it, um, you know, he's, he has this you know gigantic system that people uh, pay for, and they they get they get uh, they take classes in, and they get accredited in, and everything like that. Every time I've seen him since that day, he knows exactly who I am because we were in the elevator together with Dolly Parton, and that that's a, so we'll be bound 
forever because of that, which is like the, it's a pretty funny thing. And, you know, I, 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 in Orlando, was it last year? I, I saw him and I was like, hey, how you doing? That he's is like, cool. Oh, he's like, hey, the guy, we saw Dolly. And he says, hey, man, hey, me and him, we saw Dolly. And I like, like, he he should not know who I am. So this that's a very cool thing. But yeah, that was my only thing. I didn't didn't get a picture with her. Didn't get an, didn't get a selfie. Didn't get a autograph. Nothing because we were first of all so shocked that we were there. But um, I still want to go there. I, I've been I've been thinking about this for a while. Maybe it's something that we want to do sooner than later. Well, yeah. I mean that, and that's a cool story. That's a really cool story. I wish I could meet Dolly. And Dolly does come to her park a lot, and she'll do a little parade through the the street. You know, she'll ride on like a not on a horseback, but like a horse-drawn carriage, and she'll wave at everybody and do a Dolly parade and stuff. And there's different characters in Dollywood as well. So obviously Disney wins with characters by by far. But there's a couple different. Like, there's a guy that plays banjo, and he's there often. There's a lady called the Chicken Lady. You can Google these people, um, and she's just like a comedy thing. She wears this big old funny dress and wears her hair in pigtails and has this chicken she'll carry around and she'll poke fun at all the people and just have you dance and do like silly stuff. Um, there's a mayor of Dollywood that he'll be dressed up in like a suit and acts like a mayor, sort of like streetmosphere type stuff. Right. Um, so they'll do that with different quote unquote do they, characters. Do they, ha- do they have Jolene? They do not have Jolene. Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. I would think they would, I think they would have a couple of characters named Jolene walking around and, and uh, so they didn't know. Okay. That's uh how about how no? But about, there was there was there was a lady pleading to another lady not to take her man. So maybe that was Jolene. How about Bar- they have back back backwards Barbie? Backwards Barbie too much makeup, too much hair. No backwards Barbie there. You know when know? we got off our elevator onto our floor, and and actually on the very bottom floor, there's um on the wall there's a bunch of album squares of like her albums and a big picture of Dolly. And I'll, I'll post a picture I took of Emily in front of these pictures. But when we get off our elevator on our floor, they'll, they have four pictures and the bottom left picture was a picture of Dolly and it was a quote of hers. And she said, I never leave a rhinestone unturned. <laughs> that sounds like Dolly, right? Oh, it does. So, it does. It's, you know, again, she's I, from what I hear, you know, it's not fake. She's a wonderful person. And yeah, uh, and, I, and obviously because she decided to have an amusement park, which is, you know, who just sits around and says, you know what? I want to I want to start an amusement Besides Walt Disney, who says I want to start an amusement park. Yeah, um, and, and that's. It's a pretty amazing thing that she did that, and she wanted to do that, and and I'm I'm really I'm really happy to hear that it's such a good place. Two more very very quick notes. One was one is about shows. So a lot of people love the shows at Disney. I think Disney overall does win with shows, but you have to realize. I mean, this is Dolly, right? So she cares about entertainment. There's great quality shows at Disney. Several are about her life, and people have um, there's different stories or different films about her life. But there's live performers that do whether it's Dreamland Drive-In, which is the one I was talking about with 50s, 60s music. There's a gospel quartet. There's other just singers or performers, guitar players. There's an acapella group called The Tones that play there, um, there that sing there. So there's a lot of different shows that you could see. You could definitely take a half or a three-fourths of a day doing shows. There's a wild bird show, kind of like how Disney has Birds of Prey show. Um, this is sponsored by the Wild Eagle Foundation that helps per- preserve bald eagles so they have a bald eagle there that you can see his name is america you can follow a lot of their birds on instagram and stuff which is pretty cool and they have an eagle sanctuary that has probably about eight to ten different bald eagles in it that you can just see it's a big netted area and all these eagles were either um they have a word for it where they're around humans for too long so they couldn't uh survive in the wild or that they're physically disabled and they can't survive in the wild so 
Dollywood is partnered with the Wild Eagle Foundation in all of the whole Tennessee area. So if you if you see a, a wildlife or someone that's hit, you can call the Eagle Wild Eagle Foundation and they'll rehabilitate that bird or that turkey or that whatever that you may see on the side of the road that's hit. They'll come and get it and they'll nurse it back to life. And so they do a lot of good for the whole area. So they have a, a large show about the birds and the, like vultures and hawks and owls and and wild eagles and stuff that uh, bald eagles that they'll do a little show with. So shows are really good at Dollywood. My last thing was about merchandise. People love merchandise, right? So um, right now, instead of the 50th anniversary at Disney, they also have a 50th going on at Dollywood and it's the 50th anniversary of Dolly's I will love, I will always love you song. So there's, I will always love you 50th merchandise that they have that they're selling. And um, I think quality Dollywood wins quantity and stuff that people want to buy more when they go somewhere. Disney wins for sure. Dolly has a lot of specialty merchandise. Like they have blacksmiths and um, glass blowers, pottery makers, uh, specialty stores that some of them even have furniture in them and that kind of stuff. So as far as the quality of the merchandise and the specialty kind of items that you could get, Dollywood's definitely meant for you. If you want park merchandise that says Dollywood, or if you're going to says Disney, Disney would win in that. But I think the overall quality of the merch is better, but obviously Disney wins overall with merchandise. Now, so Dolly those are my last Christmas, two notes. Dolly has a Christmas store too, right? I, I see that. She does have a Christmas store and they, they have ornaments there, handmade. They have different, made from wood. They also have just different Dollywood ornaments, Dolly ornaments herself. Um, but they have different, just regular theme Christmas stuff as well. The Christmas store is very nice. Uh, but everything there is nice, man. It's not like, oh, that store is not so great, so you don't even want to go in there. Everything has a purpose, whether it's, you know, them making the leather shop, right, or the hat shop. They're making hats. They're making, you know, wallets, belts, uh, purses. I mean, they have a real leather shop and a, a whatever you call a person who puts leather together and does that. They, they're doing that there. So they're selling products that they're making. So that's really cool. I mean, that has almost like a festival or like Renaissance festival kind of feel to it, you know, but it's nice. It's quality stuff. And look, overall, I said I'd give an overall winner. Disney still wins. You know, I, Emily and I enjoyed our time at Dollywood, but we still, at the end of it all, wish that we were at Disney. So I, I had a thing I wanted to say about that. We have some really good friends that like to go different places on every one of their vacations, right? Which is great. And I understand the importance of that. They want to go experience new things on each vacation. But if you go somewhere and you are happier or you would, if you're thinking in your head, man, I would be happier going somewhere else or being somewhere else. Just go there, go to where you want to be, right? Go to where you are happy, go to where you want to just vacation. It doesn't matter if you want to go to a new place or, oh, we've been going to Disney for so many years. We got to try something else because whatever the reason you feel pressure to, or people are telling you, you should, but it, it doesn't mean you have to, right? Go. It's, it's, you, we don't get a lot of vacation time, right? And vacations cost money. So go where it makes you happy. Do we regret going? No, we don't. Do we wish we were at Disney? Yes. So that was just kind of a, you know, us going somewhere else and realizing we really do think that Disney is our most happy place. We really enjoy Disney the most. It's Dollywood lacks that magic that Disney has. It's just tied to so many memories of films and shows that Disney brings to us and our family's lives. And so that's where Disney just wins. But is Dollywood worth it? Is it worth to go try if you want to, if you're considering it? Absolutely it is. 
Yeah, and it's going to beat think, it on price all the time. No, I, of course it will. But um, I have to tell you, and you know, and it's not. So the, the, what, what you're saying is, hey, it's going to be a speed on price. You're going to get a good experience regardless, right? So it's That's not right. a bad thing. As far as your talk about, you know, hey, vacations and, 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 you know, the world we live in right now, it's not always as safe to travel. I, I, I've traveled all around the world. I have done a lot of things. Um, there's a lot of places I don't want to go back to. There's places I do want to go back to. There's, mm-hmm. I, I feel for my kids, I want them to see the world. Um, but Disney is also a big part of our life. So I always like to try to mix the two. Like, you know, be able to spend a lot of time at Disney, then maybe go to something else different or do those other things. That's important. Um, I think maybe for a long time I was over-traveled that I got to the point where I really didn't feel like leaving the country anymore and didn't like doing Mm -hmm. those things. And now it's not the same leaving the country. I I used to enjoy going outside the country. I used to enjoy going to these different places. I love to go see new things. But then once you go in a couple bad experiences or you just see the crazy world we live in right now, Sometimes it's better to be safe. And I think with, with me, um, I've always I always felt very comfortable going to a, a Disney park or especially the, you know, the, the parks in the United States. I've always felt very comfortable doing that. And it's a good thing. And there's nothing wrong with that because you, you work yep. hard all year. You have money. You spend your money on your vacation. You, you want to go to a place where you relax. Now, I know there's some people who don't relax when they go to Walt Disney World or, or to Disneyland. But I do. I have found a way me to too. do that. Yep. Um, and that's a good thing. So, like, the only thing I would ever question is against it. If you're if you're working all year, and then you go to Disney and you, you you go seven to twelve every day, and you sleep like three hours, and you're walking all the time, and your feet are ready to die. That's not a vacation. That's right. So as long as you go do something else during the year, who cares? But um, I always think it's a good way to balance. So that's that's the one thing. Dollywood itself looks like. She knew what she was doing, and she put together. Is she competing with Disney? No, she's just giving no. people another option. And, and look, I, I this option, this option's great, guys. I mean, this it's much better than a Six Flags. It's you know, to me, better than a Bush Gardens. Is it as good as Disney? No, it's not as good as Disney, but it is a great option. It's actually rated, and I don't know what the rating system was. I don't know if this is TripAdvisor or another pretty well-known website, but they put it all over their billboards. Dollywood was rated the number one theme park in the whole country. So people really like this place and it's, it's worth going to. So if you're going to go anywhere, if you're considering going somewhere, you know, plan you a trip. It's very, um, I would say that the pricing for dream more is around moderate pricing. So it's not quite Disney deluxe resort pricing, but it's kind of high moderate pricing. Um, and then the parks, I mean, you can get a two day ticket for a hundred bucks to Dollywood. So that's like $50 a day. So it's definitely which, cheaper um, than which ride did you like? Did you go on some of the roller coasters? Which one do you think was? Yeah. The best? So I think that the lightning rod is by far the best thrill ride I think I've ever been on. So you go up to, it's actually a wooden roller coaster. So you go up to 73 miles per hour. And I think it's the first roller coaster of its kind that has a, you know, not like rock and roller coaster that does the launch right, right, right. from the start, but instead of ticking up that big hill you know how roller coasters always go slow up that big hill the lightning rod launches you up the hill so uh it's very different very cool you can look up a video for lightning rod uh, the problem is is that it's closed a lot because of weather but that's probably was my favorite and um yeah that, that's probably my favorite i think my least favorite is the wide wild eagle i don't like coasters that are like just coaster to be a coaster yeah, to me that's yeah, what wild okay. eagle is okay. Um, but you know, I think Dollywood does a pretty good mix with stuff. So 
Yeah, no, and I think, you know, I heard their safety factors are really good. See, one of the things about Disney parks is, you, you know, I, I don't ever, I don't even want to say this, so knock on wood, um, they're, it's safety factors always important. You don't hear a lot of, you know, dangerous things happen at Disney parks. There's things happen, and of course it's going to happen when you have millions and millions of people going on a ride. The odds yep. are that something's going to happen. But some other parks, like, <clears throat> I, I remember I was in overseas, talking about overseas, I was in, I think it was China and they had this amusement park and I went and it was a roller coaster and they didn't even have straps. They had like this. So you had like, hold on. And I was like, are you kidding me? What is Whoa. this? Yeah. But sometimes people don't care about <laughs> That's that. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. Was, there was some, there was some kind of a strap, but it wasn't much. And you had to hold on. Basically you're holding Jeez. on. And mm. like that kind of stuff, you don't see that in the United States. Right. Um, yep. But I, I, from what I've heard that her safety factors are really, really good. And that's really important. And that, that, that is a big thing about amusement parks nowadays, because you just have one bad situation and, and you're, you're ruined and um, you just don't want to have ever, ever risk your family or anything like that. So that, that, that's a big thing. I always have this safety factor with Disney rides that, you know, what? if I don't act like an idiot and I follow the rules and I don't try to sneak on a ride that I'm not tall enough for or, I, or something like that, um, that the ride's going to be safe. Yeah. Because we're always going to have people that try to buck the rules. And those are the ones that usually have the problems. Um, who do stupid things like walk out, you know, get on. I heard somebody tried to on living with the land. Somebody got out again. And like, like it's just crazy. Jeez. I mean, like these, th these things just ruin it for everybody else. Yep. But I'm, I'm glad you had a good time. So I'm really happy. I was, I was looking forward to this episode. I know it's a non Disney episode folks, but you know what? It's always good to give another option and it's also good to give another opinion. And I think for us and for me, especially, I wanted to hear about this because, you know, hey, there's, it's, it's always good to go with something different. There's no harm in doing that. And everybody wants to see. And guess what? I bet you a lot of people, and this might be my my last question to you, Evan. I'm, mm -hmm. you know, talking to a Joe Joe customer who was a big fan of Walt Disney World or Walt, or Disneyland. Um, they want a third option or another place to go is Dollywood is Dollywood that type of like, would, would we like it if we went there? And that, and I think that's the, that's the, you know, would yeah. we feel, would we feel like we're not getting what we, what our money's worth. I think that, you know, the average person would definitely get their money's worth. I think they would see the value and the, the lower price, but also in the experience of being all encompassing like a Disney, especially if you stay at her resort, you're not going to be lacking anything, customer service, food, cleanliness, our rooms were spotless. I mean, the, the whole place was so clean. Where you're walking through the common areas, the park itself was clean. The people are friendly. Like I said, the food was excellent. The rides are great. So if you're looking for a, a I would say, especially to the average show, your normal Disney vacation, but tone it down like two notches. You got to know that the hours aren't as long, right? Sometimes in the winter, they don't open till 11, but they close at nine. So you have a, some time in the morning. So you got to realize that hours are a little bit shorter. You know, it's the mountains a little bit more laid back, more of a relaxing. So I think if you want to maybe take a dial back of a trip and have a little bit more relaxing time, but also still get the thrills of a theme park. I think it's for, I think it's for you. I think it's a great park. That's great. No, I'm glad to hear this. I'm glad to hear this. It sounds, it sounds tremendous. And it sounds like you had a great time and I'm glad you guys both were able to get away. So that's cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah, Spoonies, thanks for tagging along. Like you said, Brian, it's a different episode, but I think it is good to see, hey, what does somewhere do better? What could Disney do better themselves if they adopted this principle? Something like that. And I think uh, there's some stuff to learn from Dollywood. And I think there's 
you know, stuff that Dollywood could learn from Disney as well. So thanks for tagging along, everybody. Okay. Well, thank you. Take care, everybody. Um, and Evan, why don't you tell, why don't yep. you give your, give your end of the end. Let of this, me give my spiel, spiel, right? So yeah, you can find the Spoonies in our Facebook group. And I definitely want to post some pictures like with, of Dollywood and some of our experience, right? Comparing it to Disney, just some pictures. So y'all can see kind of some of the food and some of the pictures of what we took there. Some of the topiaries that may look like the flower and garden topiaries. They did a good job on those as well. So you can find all of this in our Facebook group, a spoonful of podcast Spoonie nation. You can also find us on Instagram, on Twitter. Don't forget. You can email us info at a spoonful of podcast.com. Please also don't forget to rate and review the show as well, wherever you may listen, whether that is Spotify or Google, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. So what else is there? Oh, yeah. Without further ado, broadcasting, as always, from the backside of water. Until next time, folks, we'll see you then. Take care, everybody. Oh, yeah. Thank you for listening to A Spoonful of Podcast. You can find show notes, ways to follow us on social media, and all episodes on a aspoonfulofpodcast.com. Now that you've experienced the magic, it's time for the most dangerous part of our podcast, the return to civilization. <laughs> <laughs>